Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always by Trace Finicaro and Serpentorlonius Rex. I don't know. That is a one gunner Kennedy. Are you out there? MOD, are you out there? I can't see your face, but you left a trace of a on a data back road that I almost raced. <laughs> For those not familiar, that is those, those lyrics. Those are the first lyrics of the song "Hello" by Poe, which is a female-led rock band. Although I'm pretty sure she was she was pretty much the like the the, the bandmates were interchangeable, and she was kind of just like the bread and butter of it. But uh, a popular po rock band, po. yeah, Poe is Poe, popular rock rocker in like the I don't know ninety three, ninety four, all the way to like the early two thousands. Um, but we're gonna. I, I think yeah, it was the music. What's that? She didn't get to hang around too long. Like there was the great, there was the great um, female like alternative artist purge, like circa two thousand one. Yeah, that's when like when like when they dropped when they dropped PJ Harvey and Tori Amos and I wasn't even gonna I wasn't even gonna talk about that. But can we can we talk about? Like how awesome like female rock was in like the nineties. Like you had Poe, you had Garbage. Uh Liz Fair was somewhat popular. You had the cranberries. Like it was, it was pretty hard hitting and really, really good music. There was a fin there was a Finnish lady metal band who was like just totally fucking awesome. Like drone metal to the I'm how about, best and I can't how about four non blondes? Uh, they, they had one song. Yeah. Were they was that all female or was it female led? I don't know. It doesn't and, and all female, it doesn't matter all female, because like garbage wasn't all female. Four um, non blondes. Well, yeah, I'm looking at the, the names. And then Christ there was concrete blonde. Krista, Shauna, Wanda, and Linda were the names no. of the of the four non blondes. So um although it's may not be Gender correct to say it, but they were girls. Did you they, say they are girls? Did you say concrete blondes like Joey concrete blondes? Yes. Oh, god, you you what's like, concrete blondes? They had a whole thing. <laughs> I didn't even know they had a whole thing. So, uh, there's this song. The only reason I know the concrete blondes, and I would just, aren't they 80s, Gunner, or is that early 90s? That's like mid to early. late 90s. No, because concrete blonde like MTV with like 120. Yes, I almost want to wager a hand job. I feel so confident about this. <laughs> what, what, wait, what did you say? Did you say uh, 80s? Like, you're saying that like we're stopping? Yeah, I want to say 80s, 82 to 90, pretty much. Ooh, yeah, it. Oh. yeah, but but they did, they actually, they actually went all the way to 2004, reuniting in 2010 for a band that I've never heard of. Although so, that doesn't mean I haven't heard the song. Uh, their, their hit that they had, oh, they wrote oh, it on the car ride to the studio. Oh, nice. Well, but uh, she also she also ended up actually uh, when David Byrne and the Talking Heads had their huge kind of blow up and they just started the band, restarted the band as the Heads. She was the lead singer there. Really? But You know who doesn't get enough credit? Annie Lennox doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd say well, I'd, I would agree with that. Baller, like from day one. Right. She's like, God. I'm a closet case Natalie Merchant fan too. Ten thousand yeah. maniacs. Yeah. No. They had, they had a good you, run. Are, are you not? So you're, are Are you torn? Well, actually, that's not the same fan. But I still. Are you? Are, what about Natalie and Brulia? <laughs> is that is that torn? Is that is that who did that song? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she yes. had a she had a song. Yes. She had one. Um, you guys know Amy Mann, right? Amy Mann. Is that an artist? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Two M's? Two N's? Yeah. It's like like aim a gun, then E E, and then two N's. Oh jeez, yeah. Is what's what's uh is say what's what do you what would you say is her most popular? I don't know what her most popular one is. Um, and I, I, we might have covered this before um, on another episode. By the way, episode 80. Yeah, right? Hell yeah. Um, we might have covered this before, but um, she actually, some of her music shipped with like like the Windows, I think it's Windows 98 or something like that CD. Um, she did, I believe, the entire soundtrack for the movie Magnolia. Okay. Um, which I think were covers. I might be a little off with that, but uh, I, I think there's um, there's an episode of Portlandia that I think kind of captures what we're describing, right? And that's like the like super successful alternative music. Um, and it wasn't all alternative music, but a good portion of what we're describing um, falls into that, that I would genre. Say, yeah, like like it was weird because they got compartmentalized. Almost like they were either kind of like sexed up rock or like folk rock yeah. or like metal, like Kitty. Kitty's like a, an awesome all female metal band. So in this episode, um, of course, the, kind of the running theme of that show. I don't know if you if you guys have seen. It. I'm sure Gunner's seen it because Gunner watches at least a clip of anything <laughs> that's strange and obscure. And Portlandia is pretty obscure. Put a bird on it. <laughs> That's a great episode or great, a great skit or whatever. Um, so with Portlandia, the, the opening sequence is a song called the spirit of the nineties is still alive in Portland. Oh God. Yeah. I know that episode. Yes. It, like everybody's got the plugs in their ears still. And you know, they're still, you know, doing like the, the hacky sack and all that stuff. But um in one of the episodes, I, I, it was probably like a ways into the series. I don't know what season it was, but um, the couple are there and they uh, they decided they were going to hire a cleaning service to clean their house while they were gone. Okay, I know exactly. I know this episode, yes. And, and Amy Mann walks in. They're like, hey, um, are you Amy Mann? And she goes, yeah. And they're like, oh, we love your music. Um, can you make sure to vacuum this carpet really well while we're gone? And then they walk out. And I think that describes it perfectly. It's like you could have been a household name musician back then. And now like there really isn't, I feel like, I, I feel like the market has shrunk and that's had an influence on it, but maybe we don't consume music the same way that we did. Like we don't just sit down and just play an album because you can play whatever you want, whenever you want now, thanks to YouTube and many other services, but, mostly YouTube. We don't really do that. Like, even if you pick an artist on YouTube, it's not going to play the album in order. How, how right. the hell do you play the album? You have to that buy was, it and then tell iTunes to fucking turn off shuffle. 
Well, that's kind of what like Gunner and I were talking about before yeah. you got on. It's like a no one even makes albums anymore. I'm pretty sure they just release singles and videos to go along with them on YouTube, which it is what it is. But like, there's no more on top of there not even being albums anymore. There's no more like, like every album I feel that came out when I was you know younger, like in my teens and stuff in the '90s, they didn't release an album that was shitty. You know what I mean? Right. Like it had at least two or three radio hits on it because the fucking mm-hmm. the radio the studio demanded it because they had to sell the fucking album. But 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 the other thing is just like every song for the most part was like a killer. Yeah, and I mean, you remember the phrase like you'd call something a one hit wonder if that was the only track that was recognizable off of their album, as if that was a bad right. thing. Now it, I, I I feel like people aren't as concerned about whether or not there's multiple hits. Although I have to say, I've I mean, listened like to the majority. Go ahead. I mean, like there's songs that, like I, I can't remember the fucking name of it. Um, pardon my French, but how House's opening theme, like was that a pop song before? Um, massive was that a Attack big pop song before it was pop. Uh, yes. Yeah, Massive Attack. That's a good but, question. Like, was- um, they're a fantastic electronic band too. But yeah, most people just you know they just know. The theme from House, it's like, ding, I can't even sing it. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's very, um, very suspenseful. It's, um, I think it's, is it Teardrop by Massive Attack? Yes, and and it's a fantastic album. Like you, that it, it, it's a fantastic album, but it makes you wonder if, if, if that's really how people, you know, how the masses consumed Massive Attack, and that's how the masses found out about them. Which I guess it's that's kind of a double-edged sword because, you know, you want it, you need to get out there somehow, <laughs> you know, whether it's a TV show or you know some Pandora playlist that's buying your songs for cheap or, um, you know, you game the algorithm on YouTube so that your track just happens to play next. It's it's definitely I I feel like uh, we've lowered the bar as far as. You know, when a band got together or a musical group got together or whatever, like, because this goes the same for, for every genre. I can't speak to 90s country, but like Gunner strangely probably could. But like rap, hip hop, however you want to say it, like no one went out and got to the studio to record like one hit song. You know what right. I mean? They aspired but to but make at that point record. in time, the product was that that album that you bought. The album was the product that was being sold. And now the product is different. The product might be tickets to a concert. The product might be merch that people click on when they click more info on the video. Um, you know, like uh, I, I like Twenty One Pilots as a as an example for a, a band today that can release a pretty solid album, an album that that most of the tracks are getting airtime. Um, and even airtime is a strange way to say it, right? Because you assume that most people consume it over the radio, but it's being consumed in so many different ways. Most of them are are electronic today. But I think they're a pretty good example. But I wouldn't have known about them if it weren't for um, for you sending me the, the first video. And I think it was because they were on the um, uh, Suicide Squad soundtrack. Yes, that was the they had a hit before that, um, but. Uh, I think it's blurry face. I'm so blurry face. Whatever. Like that was their first like commercial success. However, they blew the fuck up after they got on that Suicide Squad uh, soundtrack. And and they're they they're pretty close to to pop in my opinion. I mean, they have 
they definitely sell themselves as kind of this cross between rap and rock, um, maybe for a genre. Um, you know, they do have the, the guitars in there, and the lead singer does have a lot of tracks that he he does kind of speak talk through. Um, but he also sings. Um, but like what I what I like about them, and maybe maybe this is where the industry's going is. Um, they tell a story through their music videos and like one kind of bleeds into the next, which I think is cool. Um, and I, there's a few other musicians who have done this. Daft Punk has done this. Uh, Black Eyed Peas has done this. And when you're notorious enough and you have enough money, you can afford, <laughs> you, you can afford to hire somebody to write and direct like an album <laughs> so that you could play all their videos. Um, but it's a, to me, it's, it's a neat little Easter egg. I don't know if it adds a whole lot to the music, but it's, can I, uh, can I sneak a little fun fact in there? How weird is it? Are you on a delay now? Connor? I don't know. Am I on delay? No. Okay. Hold on two seconds. Let's play, let's play the quick game. Ready? I'm going to say penis. And then you say it as soon as you hear it. Penis, penis, penis. I think there's might be a delay. A little delay. That's okay. Um, yeah. We'll just we'll just let him talk over us when he does because um, it's either that or he never talks. Right. True story. Fun fact about the Black Eyed Peas: the original uh, female artist is from Syracuse, New York. Oh, not Fergie. It wasn't Fergie. They were uh, originally like a more. Um, they were way more hip hop. They were actually a pretty good hip hop group, uh, but they were like kind of their own thing. And uh, she was more kind of like backup vocals, not really the, the focus of the music. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they signed a deal, she was like, uh, they kind of tried to sexualize her more and more and she wasn't comfortable with it. And uh, she was like, you know, I can't do it anymore. And then they just replaced it with Fergie and then blew the fuck up. <laughs> you know, in, in 2018, they released a new album called masters of the sun and they took Fergie back out. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. That's the thing is, it's weird because like they had they they had they made all that big pop money, and now they're back to like, hey, we're gonna try and do like a, a tribe called a tribe called Quest, like reflective, important music again. Yeah, I remember um, back when some of their tracks were super popular, like um, like Let's Get It Started, and um, yep. uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, Whatever, it doesn't matter. But uh, somehow I had found the company that was producing the tracks before they sang. And that company had a portfolio online. And this was back before the modern internet. So the portfolio was them like embedding a flash player inside their web page, and you could just play the tracks. And I remember playing them and I was completely dumbfounded by the fact that the Black Eyed Peas didn't make any of those tracks, that they were just doing the lyrics over the top of them. They had almost no influence on it. At the time, um, I don't even know if they're still around, but it was a company called Beats and Produce. And I remember it because the name was creative because, you know, it was like, like, like beats like that you eat (laughs) and they're a form of produce, but it's also, they're making beats and they're, producers so i thought it was a very creative name and i'll never forget it but uh if you go on youtube now and you like you play the instrumental of any of those black eyed peas songs i find it very interesting because it's not a remake a lot of the times when you search for an instrumental online somebody went in with ableton or fruity loops or something and just punched out all those notes again and it's it's close it might be a little bit off but it's close it's the original 
track without any of the lyrics over the top of it. And uh, I was dumbfounded. Like, I can't believe well, they, they, they didn't do any of this. Well, it's because like you were dumbfounded because pretty much Will I Am passed himself off as the like beat creator, not Absolutely. just the, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I was under the impression that Will I Am did do all the beats and stuff. And, and he might have done some. I don't want to take all of the credit away from the band, but some of the biggest hits on the radio at that time, um, you could get the original track straight from the company that produced them. And I thought it was, I thought it was insane, you know, and he might've been, he might've been with them when they were invented. I don't know exactly how the creation process worked. And that is such an old period of time that the internet has forgotten it, which is crazy because they say, you know, the internet uh, doesn't forgive and it never forgets. That's only true for stuff that's happened since like 2005. Yeah. Like <laughs> this, so the first time I'd ever heard of the black eyed peas, I remember I was, Eleventh uh, grade, going to senior year. Do you, do you guys remember? I've, we've probably talked about this on the podcast before. The movie Bullworth. No, with uh, Warren Beatty the, and the, uh, was it Warren? Yes, Warren and Beatty Haley and Halle Berry. It wasn't a great movie. Actually, it was kind of a shitty yeah. movie. But the, however, the soundtrack defined this summer. Do you remember the song "Ghetto Super Superstar" with Maya Ghetto and Old Superstar. Dirty Bastard? Yeah, and Praz. Okay. That was off the Bullworth soundtrack. So that whole summer, obviously, crazy hot song blowing up. But on that album was the first time I'd ever heard of them, the Black Eyed Peas. And they said uh, the, the name of the song was pretty sure it's the jam. Like, that's the joint. That's the jam. Turn that shit up, man. Play it again. Like, yeah. But it was yeah. really, really good. That's the first time I'd ever heard of them. Then I didn't hear from them again. I figured, oh, I guess they were just one-hit wonders that got on the uh, album. Also, side note, Eve, the rapper, who's an excellent female rapper. Yeah. She was also, Eve of Destruction was the name of the song. Uh, and she was on the album as well. But they, what happened was they essentially, like, they, the, the, per, the, the studio got their hooks into them and were like, listen, yeah. you just sex this shit up and, like, get, get with the times, forgetting about this fucking, like, you know, this, like, societal-based, you know, uh, like, social justice rap and fucking find some really you know get 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 this chick to be sexy and she was like fuck that it's about the music and they were like okay well here comes fergie and then they just blew up and that's that it was also a period of time when the soundtrack of an album could be more six or yeah the soundtrack of a movie could actually be more successful than the movie yeah i mean i would argue combat I would, I would, I would definitely argue about, that. The best part about Mortal Kombat is the song that everyone knows is not from the movie. It's by the Immortals. <laughs> it's not from the movie soundtrack. That's the best part. It's, it's not on the movie soundtrack. I don't think really? so. I don't think uh, so. I, I think it's, it. I, I could be. I, I could be wrong, but I'm. I'm fairly certain, Wade, that it's one. It's one of those like. It's one of those things that's easy to to just assume was on. It was in the movie. Um, there's a, another good example of that. Is um. Um, although this was on the soundtrack of the movie, but the, um, the matrix had a, had a track that was kind of popular, like an, like a, like a techno electronic track that was, mm -hmm. that was associated with it. I don't think it ever played in the movie at all. <laughs> like it was on the soundtrack, but it never played. I don't even think it was in the credits. Oh, dude, this actually, this, this, uh, this album is not bad. Like you've got you've got uh, Orbital on here, Utah Saints on here. Yeah. Oh, the, the negative. You're talking about the album, the um, 
the Mortal Kombat, the, the Mortal Kombat the soundtrack. Um, soundtrack. The, the movie soundtrack. Yeah. And actually, The Immortals is on here. It's on the, it's their, their seventh mix of the song, but it is on the, the movie soundtrack. <laughs> their seventh <laughs> the, mix. The cr- yeah. All right, the crow I like that, too. The Crow, I was actually going to say that, Gunner. The Crow, although that being said. Um, the Crow is a successful movie, though. Uh, it, eh, not as cult, successful. It's, it's a cult classic. Yeah. It's way more popular. I feel like it, it gained in popularity. I don't know how popular it was after it first came out. You know what I mean? But, like, but I mean, it was it was Bruce Lee's son, right? Yeah, yeah. Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee died on set. He so, died like, on set. Yeah. So yeah. something like that, people are going to turn up to the movie theater for that, right? That's true. That was a great album, though. That was a really, really, really good album. <laughs> Holy the, shit! The, the, the Crow is kind of like a prototype of the the Batman Heath Ledger Joker thing. Where it yeah. kind of became yeah. it became it became something else just because of the backstory behind it, and it's also kind of weird that he died on a film about the main character, like his character coming back from the dead. Yeah. Um, man, bands. I remember it's like Smashing Pumpkins. I remember ah. every track off of that album. Um, Alice in Chains, every track off of those those albums. I wasn't a huge Alice Chains fan myself, but everyone that I knew loved them. I like them. I the farther the older I get, the more and more respect I have for them. The more and more I'm pretty sure they are my favorite like grunge era band. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get like two self like two self Alice in Chains. I feel like is the grunge equivalent of. Floyd or really Floyd? Uh, there was some, uh, yeah, there, man. There but, are very, there are very, each album kind of had its own mood that it went through. I mean, but like, not you know, everyone like, respects Floyd, though. Really, everybody respects Alice in Chains. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, ST, STP, STP is like living, living through their uh Zeppelin fantasies, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Bush? That's like a band everyone loves to hate, but they had why. several successful albums. And I remember like, 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 like 90% of the songs on like several albums were being played. Dude, I, I, I give Bush a lot of respect because honestly, I not only love the old stuff, but like, then they came out like, you know, 10 years after the old stuff with like chemicals between us yeah. and sound of sound of winter. Mm-hmm. Those are two awesome fucking songs. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, they still get airtime. They still get airtime today. All, at, Bush, all of their tracks. I, 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 I respect Bush's right to exist because something has to fill in the Brit. Like something had to fill in all the slots for when Blur is not playing. Oh gosh, Blur! That's so funny. Yeah, I don't think anyone remembers Blur. <laughs> oh, but everyone does. <laughs> everyone uh, knows. Boy. Everyone knows. Everyone knows a certain song from Blur, you, but they don't you, know that you, they know it. Are you happy? Are you feeling glad? But, well, no, you know, that's, but, I mean, that's gorillas, that's gorillas, but, but that, they know, but that's, they, they know, they know song three, which it, it's, it's even worse. So they got a name that nobody remembers. And then even the, even the song is just called song three. Actually, and it's song two. Oh, it's song two. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I can't even remember <laughs> the number of the song. <laughs> yeah. And of course that's played at every sporting event. So everyone's heard it before. Woohoo! But um, 
<laughs> they came. I feel like I feel like Blur came a little late to the game. They were they were weird and quirky. Each like if like the the uh, the album that that song was on had a lot of different style tracks on it, and because of that, I don't think they fell into a genre. Um, yeah, but uh, Trace, when you say that they came a little late to the game, like this gets kind of back to the Concrete Blondes thing. Like they're ni- they're nineteen eighty eight. Like Blur? they were they were, yes they were playing for yeah. a long time. Like yeah. Oasis is kind of Oasis, you know, would be your your uh, more like they got big just at the time that that was kind of yeah. But Oasis had a very very distinct sound, and there was no band that sounded like Oasis, and Oasis well, didn't sound really sound like well, any I mean, other band. Blur was, could kind of sound like any '90s band. So I feel like Blur, when it comes to Blur and the other things they've accomplished. Especially with, isn't like the lead singer, isn't he like the mastermind behind the gorillas? Yes. Yes. So, like, I feel a kind of strong comparison with Blur would be Hum, as far as like the scene kids go. Like, Hum had one big hit, but like, they're, they're, the things they did with like the distortion and stuff on the guitars, mm-hmm. like, influenced an entire scene of like, yeah. upcoming like post hardcore bands and shit like that yeah but i would wouldn't you say gorillas is more and i'm sorry to talk over your gunner wouldn't you say gorillas is more influential than blur though in hindsight well yeah but blur was there first without blur there probably is no gorillas yeah that's true but to me it seems like a failed experiment i mean in the hindsight of music i liked blur don't get me wrong but it seems like 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 they they didn't they didn't have they didn't have an edge that was recognizable from a distance. And because of that, they were just a blur <laughs> in everyone's memory. They were just this, this, uh, they just weren't, they didn't stand out. You know, they didn't stand out against the Gavin, whatever name, Ros- name is. Gavin Rosdale, Gavin Rosdale from Bush. Who didn't he, didn't he marry? Who did he marry? Married Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Had a couple of kids and then cheated on her and, Moved on. Yeah. Then she then she married uh, what's her face? There? Blake Lively? No, no, not Blake Lively. She's beautiful. Blake something or other. Blake Blake yeah. Shelton, maybe? Yeah, Blake Shelton. Yeah. 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 They um it's like inter inter grunge marriage. Yeah, okay, there's there's a I mean yeah, no doubt. It's kind of weird because they came kind of came out as like a ska band, like right? Like yeah, a female led yeah. ska band. And then, dude, what they ended up with was nothing like that. Well, no, right. because that was that's they exactly was bananas Trace, if you think about it. Well, no, that's that's exactly what Trace was talking about. Like they told they told well, Gwen has to be the center of the band, and even like the fucking late songs and videos were about like how nobody cares about anybody, how nobody wants to care about anybody but Gwen. Like literally, isn't that what, like the Don't Speak video is about? Yes. <laughs> oh, what a nar- fucking narcissist! She's fine with it though. She was cool with it. Whatever. I guess she kind of had to be like she moved on. She moved into like the other thing. She like you know, she had a solo career, but yeah, she kind of went to pop. Um, and now she's like in the list of I don't know. It's like I, I don't. When, when I, it's weird when you become a judge on a panel of a reality show. It's a weird oh, thing because that. that's how, that's why she married. Um, Blake Sheldon there or at least I assume that's how they how how they got to know each other because they were both judges on the voice yeah 
Yeah, I believe you. I believe you're correct. I've never they, seen it, but but it's weird. They, it's they like are. it's like what happened to Christina Aguilera, and then it's like, oh wait, there she is. She's on the show. She's in a chair. She hits a button, and the chair spins around. Yeah. And then, like once in a while, like the judges will get up and perform. And sometimes really? they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking. That's narcissistic. Why? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's because good. It's, like because it's a show about narcissism. But other times it's weird. Like CeeLo Green was a judge on there. And uh, some of his performances, I'm like, man, I think you should go back into the chair. And I used to like CeeLo. I actually liked him until I watched him judge. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I like him anymore. I kind of like Blake Sheldon. He is a judge that I like. I like his style of judging. He, 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 when somebody's on stage, he actually gives them feedback that they can use to improve themselves. <laughs> Meanwhile, CeeLo Green's like, you look nice up there, honey. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and yeah, he's like, you want to come, you want to come on my team, baby girl? I'm like, what? The- <laughs> Are you just trying to get laid? Pootie, pootie, tang, tang. I think that's that right. There's an example of, I think CeeLo Green was just fucking born with it. Like he was born with a set of pipes. He's a smart guy. He's a pretty good, he's a really good lyricist. Like he can rap his ass off. And you know, it's just Blake Sheldon probably, he looks like a guy that probably had a few hurdles he had to get around (laughs) to to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like the the genius versus like the, like the, the, the extra hard worker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. We went we went way off the rails with music. What a fun topic! Yeah, I I miss. I know it's like it makes me sound old. Not to jump onto the last podcast, but like I don't know if I don't know if it's better or not. Like how what are we doing with our artists now? Like we're they're they're not sitting in the studio trying to write an album, an entire album for like a year, eight months, six months, however long it takes. Really, you, you know, know they're weird though, like. Well, People that are really into music, though, they'll still consume an album. Like, uh, like my son is, is is really into the Beatles, and every time he finds something on vinyl, he buys it and he'll just play it straight through. Like he wants to hear it the the way that it was originally sold. He just wants to like experience the band that way. And I mean, maybe he's a weird one, <laughs> but every freaking electronic store I go into has got some little record player there. So there's people buying them. Do you do uh I know he's probably not into the band, but in my opinion, like the single greatest uh vinyl album ever created was ACDC's Back in Black. Um he's not the the guy who um we babysit his kid <laughs> um three days a week um is the biggest uh um you said you said ACDC, right? Yeah, back in black. Yeah, like- he's the biggest ACDC fan I know. Um, even we'll dress up for him. Uh, who's the lead singer? Uh, bon Scott was the original and Gunner helped me. Oh, freak. No, he was dressing up as the lead guitarist though. Angus Young. Oh, Angus Young. Yes, you got it. Thank you, man. I'm glad you know music. Um, <laughs> cause I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, he's a big fan. Um, I like ACDC. I think that they're like, they represent like Brian a- Johnson. Brian Johnson. Oh, okay. Okay. They represent like a rebellion, <laughs> which I think is important, you know, almost like, like, I feel like, like a lot of punk, even though that's not punk style music, um, a lot of punk feeling. 
Um, in like if, if you watch School of Rock, it's like pretty much like idolizes ACDC. It's you know, around that whole idea that you can just bring a you know, bring a stadium, <laughs> like tear the whole thing down with really, really good music, which is a cool concept. But that said, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's the high pitched voice or the very, very loud electric guitars. I can. It's the I chords, can, dude. It's the power I can chords. Live, I can. I could personally live without it in my life. Oh, you know, fun. <laughs> oh, but it was cool to hear to hear somebody talk about how big of their balls were on the radio growing up. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, and that, that's what the what the Bon Scott versus Brian Johnson thing is. The, they're effectively two different bands because old ACDC was like. Brian Johnson ACD I guess the thing is is that like you had like Zeppelin doing arenas and everything like that but ACDC always made you feel like you were about to be in a fight yeah you know you know like it just that that that, there's no like calm everything is tension and you know like Led Zeppelin would kind of like like do the the wandering thing you know with the exception of the immigrant song which is actually like a Viking song they had electric guitars back then I don't know if you knew that it's, 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 we played this song during our raids. Is it bad that the only time I ever listened to that song, like actually sat down and listened to it, was when somebody decided to make a flash video with kittens? No. Kittens wearing Viking helmets. I don't know if you guys remember that. Somebody decided they decided to get a whole bunch of songs. I mean, this was before like before YouTube, so it was before copyright you know, like, like automatic takedowns where they just like, they sense like three seconds in the song as part of their catalog. And they just give you a takedown notice, just mm-hmm. strip the audio out. Yeah. And somebody had, they'd gotten all of these different songs. One of them was, um, um, oh man, I wish I could remember. I, I almost want to say it was a destiny's child song. Um, it, it had the kittens in it and then they did the Viking song and they were on boats and they had the, the Viking helmets and, Man, I I listened to that song so many times watching some kittens bang their heads to it. I don't, for some reason it was in, it was much more palatable when kittens were were rocking out to it. And really now I just need to see that performed all acoustically with like a whole row of viking dudes like just slamming on a drum. Oh, and the Viking, the Viking kittens, the Viking kittens have been placed on YouTube, <laughs> so they're out there. Um, if well, you do a I search mean, for Viking kittens, you will find them. I'm sure the quality will be garbage because it's oh, flashed. Here, the, more, the more important question: mm-hmm. Can you still find a non-redacted version of Techno Viking out on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, Techno Viking still out. You no, know, because there's I a whole tech- copyright. There was a whole copyright lawsuit about that. Like they were. They were they're they're going back and forth on it. I just I mean, like, I'm, and then I'm somebody sure spells techno with like an M, and then it just gets uploaded again. Like I, I don't know. I I haven't seen the lawsuit, but I've seen tech. I see techno Viking come up about once every two years. He always comes back. Well, because it's great. What's the lawsuit for? The song playing in the background or the guy? No, the the guy the sued guy? the person who originally he, he copyrighted himself appearing in that video. Oh, basically he sued the guy who originally took it. Yeah of him and then he like claimed copyright to it so yes yeah. like that they're 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 parsing youtube trying to find instances of him being uploaded 
and demonetizing it or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's weird. I think about this quite a bit when it comes to music and who owns it, intellectual property. And, um, I was actually thinking about it earlier today because, um, my, me and my family, we play Minecraft and Minecraft has a subculture to it, which is they'll, they'll get like pop songs and then they'll just change the lyrics so that they're about the game. And they'll have like, like 200 million views on these fucking songs, like crazy amounts of views. And it's just a straight up ripoff of, of a melody. Like it'll be like a Tayo Cruz song or something like that. And I stop and I'm like, you know, it's so weird because if I had tie, if I had the same like dynamite track playing in the background and it was like my kid blown out the candles and it just happened to be on in the background. Right. And I shared that video on YouTube, that fucking video, that audio track would get ripped out by YouTube and I would have to replace it with some creative commons shit that's free. And it sounds like somebody fucking typed it on a Casio keyboard. And that's the melody I have to replace in the video because it's playing in the background because, you know, whoever owns that, that actual song, the record label, they don't want to be affiliated with stuff that they can't control. But then yeah. like, we're okay with somebody just retyping the exact same song into, into music software, changing the lyrics around them being like, eh, I guess it's, I guess you're not ripping it off. I don't know. If you're making money on the video, then you owe, then you owe the artist. That's how I feel about it. You want to demonetize the video? That's fine. You don't want to make any money off it? I, I, then I don't think it's a big deal. I'm not arguing who owns it, I guess. I guess what I'm arguing is is it's interesting how we've reacted to it, where the music industry just kind of leaves alone the um uh the 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 fan, the fan art. They kind of leave alone the fan art as long as some effort went into creating it. But then they like blindly take down videos where it just happens to be in the background. It might not even be intentional. <laughs> you know, it just happened to be playing. Um, but because it's an exact match and ex it's like it's they can they can they can actually see the waveforms or an exact fingerprint match for that song. Then now all of a sudden you can't hear your your kids singing happy birthday, which isn't a big deal. YouTube allows you to consume that video. You can you could download it with the original audio. If, um, if you've lost it, but man, it's a strange world that we live in <laughs> where the remixes are, are kind of okay doing what the, the, the covers are fine doing whatever they want to do. Um, but the moment that a few seconds of that is playing, um, something else really, really weird. I just came across. Have you guys heard of this in a video game where the, um, where the content creator, instead of saying die, he says, um, he says unalive. Have you heard no. of this Gunner? Have I you heard of this? No. Gunner could probably guess no. it. What the what now? Gunner can probably guess why they're doing it, because Gunner's really good with conspiracies. The content creators are saying unalive instead of instead of like I like like if they're if they're fighting somebody, I killed him. Instead of saying I killed him, they're saying I unalived him. Apparently, <laughs> YouTube to try to better categorize oh. the content is transcribing the audio tracks. Yep. And it puts it in a different age rating. If you say the word killed too many times. Well, it's like, it's like, have you the, heard of this? The, the, the C word, the C, the, 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 the C word. Um, so, uh, which, which is now being referred to as Kung flu or human malware or, right. uh, 
the quartering does this. The the guy that runs the quartering. Uh-huh. Um it's uh I don't know. It's not really a trolling website. They kind of like uh I would I guess you could argue it's alt right, but I don't really think the guy's alt right. I think he's more centralist um than alt right, but he'll be, you know, if you're a centralist, you're far left and alt right. But regardless of that, he changes his language up a lot and he'll pause like he doesn't say like porn or, uh-huh. or like that he'll say sexy. Okay. And uh, he'll essentially swap words out. Like, and he's, he doesn't everyone because essentially what's, what was happening was just everything was getting demonetized. If he yeah. said certain words. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get demonetized because somebody who would normally target, let's say a toy in your, let's say your video game streamer and it's a fairly safe video game. But if the word kill is said a hundred times, now that toy manufacturer is going to pick somebody's video who doesn't use that word so many times. What I wonder is, is how true it is. It must be true if they're all doing it, unless it's just them in fear, right? And it would seem to me that with the whole closed captioning thing, if your video's got like a few million views, it seems like it would kind of make sense to have a robot try to close caption it. Yeah. Right? Most of these are, well... You know, and again, it depends on who you trust. But most most of these are proof. I mean, like they'll they'll claim they show proof. And considering Google, you know, like YouTube is kind of the forefront of Google's, um, you know, what is it? Party speak, double speak, however you want to call it. Like, you know, it's. It is the primary avenue for their 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 shaping of 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 communication on the web. You know, it's also why like they want big, you know, like they're going for big media because big media is already kind of self-censored its content to the point where advertisers will throw more money at them, but I think it's crazy. I think it's, it's crazy that we're starting to change our dialogue. It's 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 it's, it's further isolating the po- like YouTube what, what Google doesn't understand is Eventually, someone will like someone will figure out the next YouTube, right? Like someone will find. I was thinking about it today. I'm like, I'm like we need it so badly. Yeah. Like I don't know if everyone will switch. <laughs> they probably won't for a while because they have a process. I mean, the whole advertising and monetization and all of that stuff is already in place. Also, they have the infrastructure so you can play 4K videos without any problems um any startup is going to have a hard time doing that but man it's scary uh, well it's my scary problem when we're yeah. changing our language just to just to make sure that these youtubers can get paid and these fucking and it's not even they're not protecting like the all the youtubers they're only protecting the ones that bring them in the most money and they're only protecting corporations here's an example do you remember do you guys remember the um the goth, uh, the cyber goths, like under the bridge dancing, and it's a, turned yeah. into a meme, and people put different music to it. Yeah, the one with the Thomas the Train theme. I fucking laugh my ass off every time yeah. the cyber goths dancing to that. Also, Seinfeld. The Seinfeld theme is fantastic. <laughs> they dance to it very well. Right. Well, the kid that actually, like, essentially, he he was a cyber goth in Europe. I want to say Brussels or something like that, mm-hmm. and um. He had these meetups and he would videotape like there weren't a ton of them, but he would videotape these cyber gods dancing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, someone ripped that video like it's got pro- it's got probably hundreds and hundreds of millions of views. And 
people just stole the shit. And this kid has not gotten paid off of any of it, really. Right. He's like, my original video, I think, has like 8,000 plays. Right. He's like, but all these people monetize this shit, got yeah. paid off it, and YouTube didn't do dick about it because he's just some fucking kid out in Brussels. Right. You but know. I mean, couldn't the same thing be said for like the Star Wars kid, the Numa Numa guy? I mean, a lot of those viral videos were kind of ripped. They were ripped directly out of context. And then you have strange stuff like like the backpack kid who kind of brought flossing to the masses in modern, like modern, like within the last, I don't know, 10 years or whatever. Um which is such a strange name. I don't know him for anything else, but like he wanted money from Fortnite when Fortnite added the flossing dance. Oh yeah. And that's fucked up because Fortnite ripped off several dance, like signature fucking dances and didn't pay people shit. And that's, and that game makes, it's been the number one game for like four years. I'm with you, but, but the backpack kid ripped it off too. So it, did he? Yeah. It, and I mean, there's a lot of debate about it. And it, it, you can go down a rabbit hole just trying to find out if he invented flossing. But there's videos in the Reddit threads that have a YouTube uploaded date before before the U, before Backpack Kid uploaded his and people were doing that same dance. It may not have been called flossing or maybe the people that were doing the dance didn't know it is flossing. But uh that's why I'm like, in some ways, I'm like, you know what? No, Epic Games, they can take this stuff. It's public domain at this point. Who, who, How can this kid claim copyright to a dance? But it is weird because if he was rich enough, he absolutely could claim copyright to it. Well, my, am I, this is here's my problem. If it was un, an unlockable in the game, that's fine. But they monetized that. And the second they monetized it, I think that's, I don't know if it's public domain anymore. You know what I mean? Like, what, who gives you the fucking right to be able to monetize some dance that somebody made up, that somebody created, but you're taking all the credit for? I, but I mean, what was the um, the Fresh Prince? Uh, wasn't there a the dance from the, the Carlton? Yeah, I mean, should the creators of that show get a check if that ends no, up in a the game? Actor, the actor that made that dance up, who actually is pissed off about it, yeah, should get a check too. for that. Yeah, he's pissed too. But and so is the prove, guy from But then they proved that he just made it famous too, that he didn't invent it. That's it, that's the Dude, thing with this stuff is I wish, of- <laughs> I wish intellectual property. Yeah, well, that's the name we call it, right? Just like the backpack kid is associated with. with um, yeah, and nobody with- gave it. But here's the thing, Trace. Nobody gave a shit about it before then. They were the ones who brought it into the into the masses. If you want to try to monetize that afterwards, but then, but then what, you should like, pay for it. But then what? Like, like you fucking start frying plantains in New York City and now every restaurant that, that wants to sell plantains should now give you a portion of that because you brought it to the masses? Where do you stop with this? I think intellectual property needs to be flushed down the fucking toilet. <laughs> like, I, 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 I disagree. I, I think that I think that that w- when there's money being exchanged, everyone feels like like they should have gotten a cut of it. And but when it's when it's when it's consumed that fast on mass, what are you really selling? Like it's not you. It's not like you. It's not like you GMO created the fucking plantain. It's not like he created the concept of it, dance, and nobody could dance before him. You're comparing fucking food. To art, and there's a difference. And some would say, "Oh, food is art." It's not. It's fucking food. Art lasts forever. Food does not. Food is consumed and it's done. Art, however, but lasts they're both, forever. but they're both productless, right? 
they're both productless because you're just bringing the, it's the concept that you're selling. Food might not be the best, it, it might not be the best uh, analogy, but you're selling the concept. You're not, it's not like you're the, you're the creator and sole provider of dancing and you have to ask him permission before you dance because nobody could dance prior to that moment. It's just a dance. It like, like what if some guy that invented the wave, you know, at these sporting events, what if the guy, the first guy that said, Hey, what if we all put our hands up at the same time? If it would go all the way around, shouldn't that guy be getting tons of fucking money from like every sporting game ever made? Why is that what about a- the first person that clapped? Paying that? Who's paying for that trace? What about Who's- the first person that, that did the for people to fucking clap? Like this is what I'm. The point I'm making is Every, you are. But well, I mean, you. I, I guess what you're saying is you're attributing it to a specific cost in the game. Is what yeah. you're saying. You're saying that it's a purchasable thing in the game. My but, thing is that no one would fucking buy the Carlton dance if everyone already didn't know what the fuck it was. Maybe. I don't know. It's a strange one. Because here's my other question, Trace. Then why not just make up your make your make up your own little fucking dances in the game? Then I I guess what's interesting about it is that what you're talking about is art that was created without the specific intention of profiting off of it. And and maybe that's like I said, like if they're rich, then they're gonna they're gonna get the money because they're gonna they probably have already profited off of stuff that they've created. You, I, you know, to your point, you were kind of punishing the underdog, but like, let's say you want to get downloadable content, right? Let's say you want to play, you want to play a fighting game and you want to download, you want to be Mario, right? Nintendo owns the, 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 the copyright or whatever, of Mario and you need to license Mario from Nintendo, but he was created originally as like, he was created with the intent of selling. You know what I'm saying? What, what, what we're describing are things that have gone viral without the specific intention of selling. Okay. Time out. I did completely disagree with you on this okay. and not all of it. But, okay. So the, the actor that played Carlton, mm-hmm was given inst- instructions. I don't think anybody to- choreographed him how to dance that. He's a goofball. And they were like, do like the goofiest dance you can do. And he just made the thing up or he just maybe imitated something. He had something in his head. But his intention was absolutely to to add to the character that he was playing on, t- on television to make the character, you know what I mean? It all went into the character that he was paid to play. He, right. you know what I mean? Right. Saying, like, M- Mario's not a fighting character. He was, he was intended to. Say, uh, okay, you, you're right. Would, he, he jumps on shit and throws fireballs. Maybe you could make the argument. Maybe Gun is right. I mean, you know, Smash, Smash would argue with that as well. But as far as like a likeness goes, like the that goofy dance is definitely a defining characteristic of that character on that television show. Okay. However, he admits that he is mimicking Courtney Cox in the Bruce Springsteen video, Dancing in the Dark. So does Bruce Springsteen get this fucking money? My point is, Wade, is that at some point, at some point, it's just culture. And do you get to charge for culture? Right? I mean... Like what if what if in Fortnite you can you can dress up like a Native American, right? 
you know what? At some point, the 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 outfits that are worn, very specific designs that are worn, were actually created by a human. At what point do they just do we just say, yeah? Can we call this culture? Can we call flossing culture at this point? Can we call the Carlton dance culture? And just not try to let people suck money out of our culture. What makes us a country? What what we all think and do? Because where does it stop? Right? At what point? Like if if all of a sudden you you have you know a wedding and and your best man decides to come out and do one of these dances and your wedding video goes viral, right? And now you're monetizing off of your 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 wedding video you have to pay royalties to these people for just expressing culture cultural inter- influences I, my point is is that i feel like it's it might be going too far it's I, I feel like it's more of a sign of greed and i'm i know the counter to that is no it's epic games they own one of the most the most no popular games on the planet however yeah, you're like defending a also, fucking monster it's also a free. To, it's also a free to play game. <laughs> wait, wait, and I'm I'm actually so. Yeah, this is the, this fucking center ground. So there are some problems with cultural appropriation, like you know, fucking people wearing, you know, Native American headdresses, stuff like that. You know, like the the the. I'm look at me. I'm quirky, but I I kind of I kind of get where Trace is coming from because this gets this goes back to the idea that you have to change your language, right? To get something to communicate something like some of these things are just I mean you know they're they're not necessarily words. No, and I and I'm not disagreeing with it. My problem is the major corporation monetizing it. Yeah, Yeah. no, no, and that that's 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 always you know not to say that's not that's always been a problem, but when you have you know, like with the advent of like closed feedback loops for memes where you have like real time analytics about this stuff. And now it's, 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 yeah, it's like, they're going to, you know, your attention is like coal and they're going to look for seams of it wherever they can find it. Cause now that we have all this, now that we have all this stuff running in the background, the cost of obtaining it is, minuscule relative to the uh, you know like what you can use to do it and it's yeah it's like meme culture is just fucking weird in general and i don't know i i don't know if we're actually prepared for it like you know the company companies really seem to be on top of that shit but i it's like what how many conversations have you had where it isn't like you know it's it's maybe it's the outgrowth you know, I used to joke like if you could do conversations as just movie quotes. But I mean, I know people who just meme. Like there's a meaningful conversation that just occurred that's just being a shit like shit posting. Yeah. In an R like a, 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 a whatever, a dash R thread, you know? It it's there was there was meaningful context. There was a joke. There's a in like if I showed, you know, like if I if I showed you know, and again, we're kind of old. I don't know, but you know, like if I if I showed a lot of people our age, or even my parents, or you know, like in between, like what the fuck am I looking at? And you know, even that, like you know, that there the, you, you can watch. You're watching a language evolve in real time. That's all abstracted from the words and the you know, like the the, the, the like it. it 
it's interesting. Like it, it's it's a it's a it's a post literacy language. I don't know if you want to say it like that. Does does the word yeet and, mean anything to you guys? Yes. Yes. I think that's another one. <laughs> like that's a new word. Like that word's gonna make it into the dictionary. It is used by YouTubers all the time. And I mean it can be a dance, it can be an it's, action, right? No, it's more it's really more like 2020s YOLO. It's it's a retread. Yeet. <laughs> it's it's all it's fucking YOLO all over again. It's nothing nothing. No, original. no, it's no, it's more than that. It's more than that. I thought it was too. I thought it was just something that people shouted. Right. But it's actually gone, I, I've heard gamers use the term yeet um yeah. for like like smacking something out of their way, like when their yeah. body just gets flailed midair, they just get yeeted. It's yeah. an action. But it it's also a dance, <laughs> which apparently has roots as well. But I mean to, it's like I, I, I do understand that that corporate greed is a problem because when you're as big as epic it's really hard to take you down and when a company steals your stuff right i i like for for people who are interested in this there's a video called the amen break <laughs> and it's like i think it's called like the world's most um important seven second drum loop or something i'm probably a little off with that it's on youtube it's fantastic and it explains this this strange voyage of a drum sample that is Sampled and sampled and sampled and sampled. The original band never made copyright claim to it, but it went to like being almost, I would say like 25% of rap songs. There's like genres of music that were created as a result of it. And at one point in time, a company that actually owned drum loops just took it and sold it. And that drum pack actually had restrictions on what you could do with it, which means that they had a stronger copyright claim on the content that they stole than the original publishers did. Don't you the, feel like that's kind of tragic? I, I, I do think it's tragic. I think that's an example of it being tragic. I'm a bit mixed, though, on something like downloadable content, right? I, that's where it's weird. It's like, well, it's more than just a drum loop, right? It's more than just the wireframe of a dance that they didn't invent. It's that dance integrated into the game, right? With full testing and quality and all that stuff into it. And I mean, wouldn't you pay to be able to do something that is important to you in a game? And doesn't it cost the company money to add that feature? And if that's the case, you know, does, does everyone that had cut cultural significance, in the invention of that thing, all get a check. And that's the part that I'm, I feel in, and I'm fine agreeing to disagree. I feel like these dance moves suing Fortnite is a sign of our, of our culture switching to greed. People are upset because, because they are, um, they, they, they really aren't happy with the amount of money that they make in our current economy. And they want to take that out on corporate America in corporate America as like a, as like a, like a team <laughs> is guilty, but that doesn't mean that Epic games is the problem, right? It doesn't, I feel like there's so many other problems that are causing. I think the Amen break is a much better example of misappropriation. I don't think that 
I really don't think flossing is. There's evidence he didn't invent it. He just brought it to the masses. Um, Carlton Dance, maybe. Maybe because he was mimicking somebody. Or the dance from the guy from Scrubs. Yeah. Because here's my thing. Because if they couldn't if they couldn't monetize it, maybe someone at Epic would actually have some stroke of, I don't know, inspiration to create their own fucking dance, and then they can try and sell that. Yeah. But instead, yeah, they take the la- the lazy route, rip something off that somebody did 10 years ago or whatever, that everyone recognizes, that everyone knows who, who it was. You know what I mean? Like, Well, if you I'm, and I I'm had, gonna- if, if any corporation had the equation for a viral dance, they would just constantly be making them. Right, it's nobody knows that equation. No, but Epic could have Yet. could have honestly hired <laughs> hired a skilled choreographer for a week and been like, dude, do some crazy new dances. Like, show us what you got. Yeah, and but nobody we'll, would we'll have bought those. it. Yeah, They're exactly. going to buy one that says flossing on it. But why? But why would they do that? Because it has cultural significance. Because they recognize. <laughs> because people recognize it. And because essentially they don't have to spend any money on the fucking I mean, branding of it or advertising of it. I mean, when they, I go viral with peeing on a tree. Right, it's my new dance. I just came up with it, and it looks like you're peeing on a tree. I can't. I brought it to the masses. Nobody was peeing on a tree after after a victory before I started it. And now, when everyone in Fortnite after they kill somebody, they pretend like they're peeing on a tree. I should get a check because I brought it to the masses. I didn't invent peeing on trees. In fact, I don't even think humans invented peeing on trees. I think it came much before the human species. But I better get a check because. So I brought it to the masses. I was the first we, one to we, pee on a tree. It's, it's funny, like, because you say it now, but man, your ass would be really chapped if fucking Epic Games was making millions of fucking dollars and you couldn't monetize a fucking cent of it. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you'd be well, butthurt. No, no, let, let's let's be let's be real here though. Epic Epic Games is acting as an agent for Tencent, which is monetizing, right? Which is um, the Chinese equivalent of Google and Amazon put together. You know, but yeah, no. Listen, I mean, let's be real. We 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 got our cyberpunk future without the without the body prosthesis. So uh, I'll counter that argument, Wade. And I'm sorry to talk over your gunner, but I will counter that argument. The Winstons didn't get that upset with the Amen break. They they they're living with themselves. They sold the product that they made, and when somebody took a little tiny piece of it and turned it into something that was culturally significant, they just let it go. I agree that there's a problem with 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 taking somebody else's work and calling it your own and copywriting it and actually putting more restrictions on it than the original. But I don't think Fortnite did that. You know, I'd be curious if PUBG stole all of those emotes and put them into their game. If Epic wouldn't try and fucking wouldn't try and fucking bring a lawsuit against them, that's a good I, that's point. Curious. That's a good I wonder. Point. I would that's like to see point. it play yeah. out. Yeah. I'll, PUBG is too small. Blue Hole is too small of a company and, to take on Epic Games, but is they pay they pay homage to the original name too, right? It's not like um, Straight Out of Compton, right? Which is a song that did sample the Amen break. It's not like Straight Out of Compton was called Straight Out of Amen break, right? It's not like it was Straight Out of Compton's featuring the Winstons, right? And there's there's examples in that same era where they where they actually did so like Warren G um, <laughs> when Warren G made this track regulate people are like oh that sounds just like that Michael McDonald song well that's because they worked with him <laughs> and they paid and they paid him they, they paid him the yes. royalties so to the song they paid him the royalties and then they and, and then they didn't call it I keep forgetting right 
they called it whatever they wanted to call it. But that it, dude got paid on that. Yes, but they were calling his work their own. In this case, um, they were not calling his work, their work his own. In the, I guarantee own, in the yeah. credits, I guarantee in the credits of the music of the of the pamphlet, it will tell you exactly what song was sampled and who the artist was. Yeah, but I mean, it's almost the it's it's almost the exact song. My my point is is that they didn't. If, if first of all, that song wasn't that popular. I mean, Mike McDonald's popular. But well, that was kind of the se- that was the secret of like '90s hip hop. Yeah, yeah, they they yeah. did they sampled some popular songs, but they also right. sampled some obscure songs. Right, right, and some of them paid royalties, and some of them didn't because not everyone was so happy back then. Now uh, everyone is. Yeah, and, I don't know, man. And I They've always been the, the verve. Ask the verve backpack, how, who was too happy. I think backpack kid can shove his stolen his stolen dance up his ass. <laughs> But I, I respect your opinion, and I'm sorry to keep dragging you out. No, it's Gunner, so also sorry you, to talk with the top of you. Are you saying that he's he's playing a bittersweet symphony? Yeah, I oh, mean, geez, they finally got that back, dude. They've been suing. <laughs> people have been suing each other since. Jeez, uh, remember when Vanilla, Vanilla Ice came out? Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, that's fucked up. And they they sued him for that. Like it's because it because the and here's the thing. It's not because, oh, they sampled it in part of the song. It's because it was the defining, it was the catchy yeah. part of the fucking song. Yeah, I mean, well, so Bittersweet Symphony is an example of a band that actually paid royalties to use the sample from the Rolling Stones. And the Rolling Stones were okay with it. And it wasn't even the Rolling Stones, by the way. It was an orchestral adaptation of a Rolling Stones song. But they still paid the Rolling Stones uh, royalties on it. But because they asked permission... They got penalized, and they it eventually turned against them, and then they they lost the copyright to their own song, and the profits were going to it wasn't the Rolling Stones, it was whatever whatever the orchestra um, that that performed it. No, oh. <laughs> no, actually, record That's label fucked up too is the record label. Yeah, of course it and, was. Yeah, and then at some point in time, I believe in the last year or two, um, the Verve is that the name they 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 ended up um, winning the. Um, the the rights to their own fucking song. Yeah, then um, so what what I think the verb <laughs> deserves then, if they were found that they did go through the appropriate channels and they did nothing wrong. Is whatever, a free dance download from Epic? <laughs> no, I mean they should fucking absolutely <laughs> no, go I, back yeah, to the record yeah, label. They they, all the money you made off that fucking song, yeah. every commercial you rented I, it out, I, we want portions of that. But I think I, that's one of the best examples of the system working incorrectly for a good musician. I think it will never happen. The only way, the only like in, in a world that has gone mad like this, the only way that justice can be expressed is that if you are the corporate power that if you are the party that, that has the more power in that relationship, i.e. the corporation, mm-hmm. they must suffer the consequences of the slap bet, like from how I met your mother. Ah, so that nice. guy can be in a meeting and a guy, you know, like the guy, you, the guy, you know, like the guy who sued and won, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the other party can just find them at random and mm-hmm. slap them in the face as hard as they can. At any point in time. Five times. Yes. Five times throughout Five times. however long they want it to last. Yes. Until, until one party dies. Hmm. We're in hour they, six they, right now, by the way. Yeah. yeah. We gotta, we gotta wrap this bad boy up. I do like the slap punishment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth the millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> well, no, because no, because at that point, at that point, it's not even a. It, 
I mean, it's always about the money, but it's not even about the money. It's, 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 it's the it's principle, about right? Sending a message. Yes, you should have access to their house. To every every at well, you should be able to slap them and help them whenever you want, haunting them like a demon, and then maybe they change their mind about yes. giving you that well, money. If if, if oh we're God. if we're gonna live in a perpetual surveillance state and we can't roll that back, I we need, need one piece. We need one trade off to make I this work. Walk in when you're sleeping and slap you in the fucking face, wake your ass up like some ghost. I, you, I, just, you just start having you just start having these fears, like you, no matter where you are, no matter where you're walking, because right. at any point in time. And guess what would happen eventually? Eventually, they'd be so tired because they're sleep deprived and they don't know when they're gonna get fucked up again. They just give you the money. Yeah, yeah. Probably at that point, you probably you probably would just just pay. Like, fuck it. Take the couple million dollars or whatever the fuck we made off it. And leave me alone. Let me have a normal life. How often can you can you be slapped five times? Is there a limit? Is it like once a day? Oh no, there's okay. In I'm, How I Met Your Mother, it's just five times total. Oh okay. Well, that's this, good though. You can't, you well, can't, and I are you can't block about, it. You yeah. can't run away. It is you can't flinch. It's just yes. It, well, you can flinch, but you know you can't. You and if you stop it, you get two slaps. You get another. You get an addition. You get the one slap that was choked out, and you get one additional slap added to your. I like that. You can, yeah, yeah. You can kind of, you can kind of like, like leverage the instinct to stop somebody from slapping you with surprise, and just keep adding them up. So I would say every ten thousand dollars, every thousand dollars you're owed is a slap. Oh God. So you start to have a million dollars. I mean, Jesus, it could take that person years to get through those slaps, and they can access you whenever they want. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. <laughs> that might be the solution. We're gonna have to get away when 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 we get when we get into the the uh, the soon the pit with two T's. The pit. We're gonna have to get a whiteboard up and start working out the math on this for the, this algorithm of how <laughs> how this how this is supposed to work out. I like it. I absolutely like love it. But with that being said, I also love sleep, and I have to get up at four in the morning. So. <laughs> we uh <laughs> you know it, I, i'm sorry but i have to bring it up wade yeah because it's so relevant to you um, okay <laughs> can you imagine if that's if the scenario that you just played out with a thousand dollars for how many 10 slaps or five slaps no one slap every thousand dollars that you're one owed. slap every every thousand dollars yes that's a lot of slaps. can you imagine if that's what happened in that 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 uh indian dating show Oh God! How can she slap? <laughs> Where the, yeah, the, the the girl just like slaps the guy, and it's he. I mean, he obviously had it coming, and he did have. No, a he didn't. She slapped him in the face. She's not allowed to do that. Like she up, could. Like she, he but, she, but, but he shouldn't. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have stolen her hit. Her hit music song. He didn't steal her hit music song. <laughs> But, she just insulted him and he insulted her back a little bit, I guess. He just said, why don't you? And she lost her cool and slapped him. I don't know. If, if, for some reason, I have this fantasy where somehow she's allowed to slap him. No, one time that's why that went crazy because <laughs> she's allowed to insult them and that was yeah, fine. Yeah. And then yeah. she she crossed the line and I got to yeah. say, I'm kind of with the guy. I mean, it's I, I'm glad he got his ass beat because it, it made me laugh. But that being said, he she was totally in the wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, we're gonna have to. You know what? I I think I think if we can figure out the 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 math behind a just slap bet. Well, now yeah, you're talking about talk, like will, no, no, no. I no. I'm just like how, like how this how how that equation works out. I think that's like I think that's effectively the same. That's in the similar solution set to solving to so, it was a general so, a, a general solution for. Uh, Are you uh, trying to solve like all world problems with a slap? Well, no. It's 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 basically it's a general solution for linear log and polynomial time. Hmm. <laughs> we're gonna we're just gonna be working on this algorithm. It's like, uh, I think you just, I think you just solved P doesn't equal, I think P equals NP. <laughs> oh, shit. <coughs> and that, that'll be the, that'll be the math question. It'll be, how can she slap? Can and she that's, slap? that's the, that's the how problem that you go? must solve, Gunner. Yes. I, I think, I think we can do it though. Next time. All right. Next time on Piper's Pit. <laughs> All right, we uh, thank you everybody for listening. Um, but as I said, we uh, we've run over time a little bit here. Um, you know, leave a comment. We'd love the interactivity. Uh, you know, we if you have any suggestions or anything you'd like us to talk about, we will uh, we will try to incorporate that into the uh, into the coming episodes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. It'll be easy.